The contents of our show have many references to alcohol and drinking. We want to acknowledge our friends in recovery and let them know we love you and support you. If you or someone you know is a person with substance use disorder, you can call 1-800-662-HELP. Sinners here, taxis not far, meet you at the closest bar. No toddler grass until sunrise, slowly sip that whiskey ride. Gather parents far and near, it's time to hit that bottle of beer. Happy 2021. We're hitting a new bottle. We are so happy to bring Megan with us into the new year. Yep. And her music. I, don't, I feel like I haven't heard that song in like weeks. It feels like we haven't been here for a while. Did we take a break? It feels like we took a break. I are guess we, we on a break. <laughs> we were. I won't do it because I feel like last time I did a friend's reference, it went. Yeah, but it's you and me. Like, I get the Friends references. Well, I mean, I just felt like nobody liked it, and I don't want to I just okay. didn't know that part, but I, do, I know this part, and this part <laughs> is about as possibly being on a break. If we were on a break, I didn't know about it, so you're the Ross in this situation. <laughs> I think that's how the entire <laughs> scenario works, right? Does anybody know we're on a break? Do you guys know? Are we on a break? But, you know, it does. It feels like last week we, we, our last episode of the year was awesome with Hannah and Kelty of Upbringing, but um, we recorded that a few weeks ago. So it definitely feels, oh, we, I feels mean, like we even had some technical difficulties. Well, by we, I mean me. Had some te- well, te- technical. Also drank a little bit before we started this. So. <laughs> well, what's different about that? Well, I guess we could we could tell them uh, the episode today is called mm-hmm. New Body, Don't Diss. Say what? <laughs> Fuck your New Year's Eve resolution, New Body, yeah. n- who this? We're saying New Body, <laughs> Don't Diss is in reference to, you know, your body after having a baby. Mm-hmm. Don't don't hate appreciate exactly. The body, the don't hate weight. appreciate. I have a I have a pen in my hand. That's why I stopped talking because um, Alicia will tell you I have a problem. She's just gonna click it, and you guys are just gonna. It's like a metronome in the background. I'm gonna for set us it all. away. I've set it far away, but if I need it, I have to grab it. So mm-hmm. I need it to be close enough that I have it nearby. Ooh. Yeah. You know what I was thinking actually today. I mean, in most days, and we're, we're going to get into this, but I was just thinking today, I'm like, New Year, I've been eating like shit. To d- just the Not, New Year, just today just like, and yesterday? So like, was that, I, it feels so good to not make a resolution about mm-hmm. my weight mm-hmm. this, this year. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not even topical at all for me. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's really good. Anyway. Well, that I mean, that's we'll get in. We'll get into that deeper Absolutely. too. I think I uh, I should also say that our new body don't diss is the name of our beverage, which is a take on a uh, New York sour, yeah. which is essentially a whiskey sour, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a whiskey sour with a little red wine float dingling on top. Little, little dingle, little, little dingle dingle. dingle. <laughs> yeah. Little. Ooh. Ooh. 
little floater. <laughs> That's better. <laughs> I know. I'm like, how dare you say that ding dangle? It's a floater. Hey, floaters are good. That means you're healthy. So yeah, yeah. Who doesn't want a floater? Um, but yeah, it's a it's a festive a festive beverage for the new year, and uh, we're feeling festive. Yeah, and you guys, um, you know, as usual, last night it's up on. Um, we put it up on Patreon so you guys can make it with us while you're listening today. So, um, speaking of Patreon, actually, uh huh. Speaking of Patreon, we um we really just want to give a shout out to our new patrons. Um, it's so awesome to have you guys uh, as supporters, and we're so happy to have you in this community, all of you. Um, but we just want to really give a shout out to the people who are um a part of our our. Patreon and, and, you know, getting the content. <laughs> We're working on some of the extra content right now, but um, they're getting some extra content. They're getting um, Q&As. They're getting, you know, extra things that you don't just get listening to the podcast. So um, if you guys are interested in that, please take a look at our Patreon. Tech, check out the tiers. See if it's something you're interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, we would so appreciate it. And of course, we want to bring more content. We love doing this. So it was, you know, the more the merrier. Yeah, what uh, do you I, guys want? Tell us too. If you're, we'll if do whatever you want. Sure. You want me to ski naked down a oh. dirt mountain? Oh. I'll do it. How much does that tier cost? That's a heavy tier. That's a heavy tier. Maybe 50? Oh, not I'd bad. Do for, I, I'd do it for $50. Okay. Guys, sign um, up. That's how broke I am. The, st- <laughs> the, the second Stimmy hasn't come through yet, so. Um, oh my god! But <laughs> funny thing to talk about that, but I'll I'll hold it. Well, let me let me yeah let me yeah. just give go in and say here here are the people that were so were uh, extra grateful for you tonight. Um, Ryan M, Elena, Betsy, Gigi, Natalie, Chelsea, Bitly, Ryan S, and Steph G. Thank you for supporting us on Patreon. Um, we're so happy to have you and uh, can't wait to keep bringing you some extra good content. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and again, you guys, you guys are in. So if you have special requests or um, AMAs and things like that, um, depending on what tier you're in, we're, we're, we're ready for you. Mm-hmm. And for anybody who is still maybe feeling like a little bit, I don't know, maybe unsure or confused what Patreon is, it's really just a way to support us and um, allow us to kind of do this, you know, goal and dream that we have, make it kind of a more like profitable um, reality for us. But at the same time, creating a lot of fun content for you guys. Um, you're not obligated to watch the content, but you are um, you are given a lot of fun, extra little stuff. So mm-hmm. You're privy to it. Yes, yes. And we would love to have you. And uh, we just have so much fun doing this that give us more to do. Tell us what you're into. Yeah, we don't want to stop. Yeah. Um, what were you going to say? Did you have a thing? Did you have a... Oh, I just, I saw this thing this week that people were sending Venmos to Mitch McConnell for $2,000. No, I request. saw that. <laughs> sending requests. So I tried I it. Um, oh. <laughs> did he give it to you? Yes, it went through. Um, oh, Mitch. Yeah. He was like, you look, you see Thank nice. God for Mitch. <laughs> I said no one ever. No, but I just thought it was really funny. So I went into Venmo and I and I typed in Mitch McConnell. And of course, there's like a hundred thousand of them that popped up. And I'm like, is this like a 
good marketing idea? Do you just type in your name and hope that people just send you right. how many events? I mean, I don't know, whatever. But I thought it would be really, I thought it was really funny that people were sending, because I doubt it's really, I don't think Mitch McConnell has a Venmo, but, um, or if he did, I doubt it's by his actual name. But I was just going to say, who 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 is pretending to be Mitch McConnell? Know. Like, you know, it would be really cool if some like, some like Robin Hood type person went in and was like, I'm Mitch McConnell, uh, and then just started giving people money that, and then made Mitch McConnell look good. I think that person is called Bernie Sanders. <laughs> but I would just want him to be Bernie. <laughs> Go in as Bernie. I don't want um, – anyway, we don't really want Mitch McConnell to look good because he's a piece of, yeah, piece no. of poop. But um, yeah. Um, yeah, so here we are. Here we are mm-hmm. um, in 2021. I'm – I came into 2021 missing a bit of myself. I'm, I had I'm laughing, go ahead. I'm laughing in in love. Mm-hmm, throughout mm-hmm. throughout this. I'm not mm-hmm. laughing at you. I'm laughing with you. I mean, I just there's just, there's just a small story I want to tell at the beginning here of of um making decisions in a year full of you know, one thing I would say, it's sort of like Mercury in retrograde. You know, every time Mercury's in retrograde and you're like on the horoscope, they're basically like, don't touch electronics. Don't, don't like make big decisions, right? It's always Mercury in retrograde. Like don't do anything. Don't touch anything. I think that like the year 2020 was essentially just a huge fucking Mercury in retrograde where it was like, don't do things because it won't work. (laughs) Don't just stay on your don't move just don't do anything and I I made a lot of weird hair decisions because I was just in quarantine I was like I'm gonna cut myself I'm gonna cut my own hair I'm gonna color my own hair and I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do that yeah which you know most of the time nobody saw it so it was fine and then I'm in Ohio for the holidays I've been here for a while and um my sister and stepmom go to a hair salon and they're very safe. It's all, you know, you know, one person basically in there at a time and I felt comfortable going there. They felt comfortable going there. So anyway, I was like, I haven't had my hair done. Uh, California's not in the great greatest place right now. So I'm here and I'm going to take advantage of it. I'm going to go get my hair done. And it was like a fraction of what I would pay. Yeah. Anywhere. And I, and, and to me, I'm going, okay, well, you know, that's just, it's, it's, it's a fraction because it's Ohio. Anyway. So I decide to get an appointment the last day of 2020 to have someone else touch my hair. And I had this beautiful picture of what I wanted it to be. I'm not even, it wasn't crazy. It was like, I, you know, a blonde bob of sorts, yeah. of sorts, uh, with some pink roots. How hard is that? Um, don't do it. Why would I do that? It was 20, it was still 2020. It was the last day. It was a four o'clock appointment. You know, that's never a good appointment. They want to go home. She was. You know, that's not a good appointment. And she was so lovely. It has, it's not about her uh, ability to do hair. I, I might, but she didn't give me what I wanted. Um, and I'm like in it. And you know when you're in a hair, you're in a haircut and you're like, oh my God, 
oh, it's great. Like, oh, I see this happening and my hair, my brain is tingling. So I know that like the, the bleach is working and oh, I saw the pink. And then she started cutting and she did the bangs. And I was like, okay, this is good. And then she started um, blow drying. And I was like, okay, okay. And then, uh, and then she started curling backwards, like curling, like it's, it looked like I had curlers in my hair sort of thing. Um, but you also, you have, I have curly hair. Naturally. Very curly I have, hair. Na- I have naturally curly hair. Right. So, 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 and I'd sent her pictures of that, um, um, prior and she knew it was curly cause we talked about it and she could feel my hair. Uh, and even had a specific conversation that was like, um, I really, yeah, you, people who do curly hair, they have to understand how to do curly hair. So I was like, okay, she's got it. Yeah. Um, anyway, when it was done, it was one of those moments where I was like, yeah. And then I got in the car and I was like, ah, I don't know. And then I lift up my bangs and there's like dripping, like little, like wax candle drips of just pink going down my eyebrows. Some like, oh, like the, like the Rudy Giuliani sideburns. It was like dripping down my ears just pink though. So it was a little prettier. Um, and I got home and everybody's, you know, not everybody, but you know, it's new year's Eve. So I got the, Oh, it looks great. And, um, and then there's the more I looked in the mirror and the, the more I, I looked at it, I was like, Oh, it's a little mushroomy. It's not quite like shaggy. Like I really wanted it to be. And, and then I washed it because I had to get the pink off my eyebrows and, um, and I let it go curly and I look I look like Gilly. Like it's not even if nobody knows what Gilly is, I'll we'll I'll I'll allow a picture. I'll allow it. Um and it's funny because I was telling my friend, I was telling a couple of my friends about it like, "Oh, I'm going to get this haircut." And literally, Gigi said to me, "Oh my god, if I did that, Sarah, you're so brave. I'd look like Gilly." Oh my god, stop. And I think that's why it was my first reference yeah. because I'm like, "Oh no. Well, I look like Gilly. You which you've, you've, uh, manifested this to me anyway. Um, it's not what, it's not what I asked for. Uh, it's a hard thing to go to somebody you've never been to before, but, um, you guys, I look like a Q-tip. I look like a curly haired Q-tip. Um, there was one photo of Jack Black. I think it also, you know, was reminiscent of. It's like, uh, so just for the record, I don't think she looks like Gilly or awful or anything. I actually think it's a really nice color, pink. Side note, Sarah and I both decided to go pink this past two weeks. <laughs> you did it, and I was like, I'm going to do it too. Not even. I think we both were talking, well, you were talking about whatever. But um, yeah, we both decided to go pink. But her, I, I, I like the color of the pink. Also, I, I can't see you or like touch your fondle your hair follicles, so I don't know. But. Well, you you like yeah, but you see that looks pretty. You, yeah, yes, but it goes into the same color it was before. So instead of it being like a pink into like a nice blonde yeah. or bronze, which is uh, for you non-hair people, it's like a blonde brown mix. Bronze. It's a brand. Um, listen, it goes into the brassy orange shit that I created on my hair because I dyed it and cut a mullet over quarantine. I like wanted – I just – I wanted to feel pretty and I feel like little orphan Annie and it's just – Well, you're beautiful. I th- I'm just saying a thank you. I, I just 
uh, it's not emanating the essence <laughs> that I was hoping for as all. Well. So, um, well, cheers to that because you're handling it cheers. very honestly. A couple of days ago, when she was talking to me about this, I was like pissing my pants laughing because I, I thought it was so funny. And I'm not going to be like, your hair looks better than I've ever seen it. Like, I'm not going to tell you that. You know, like, I'm not going to say that to you, but I am. I hope you don't think that. I don't don't think that. Um, I just looked back to three days ago and I was like, oh, I was mad about that. (laughs) Oh, my roots were too long. Oh, okay. Well, now I look like, uh, you know, Dorothy Hamill. I don't know. What is this? It's no so offense, hard, but no, it's Harry Styles a little bit, mm. but like not in a good way. Mm. Hi, Harry. Um, well, I wish. I don't know. You know, it's really hard to get your hair done in general. I think unless you have somebody, that's why it takes so long, right? For like, for women to find somebody who, well, I, m- men too, I'm sure. I'm, I'm just thinking about um, m- my relationship with men I've been with who are like, yeah. who are like, I don't care. I go to like super cuts or like, right, right, right. Um, well, you have a short hair. Someone with a short hair and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Once yeah. you have a beard, then you boys get very, uh, very picky. That's okay. So I think women, you know, we're obviously the same way. And for me as a blonde, it's really hard to like find somebody who does blonde right. Yeah, and yeah, I've been yeah. to so many hairdressers who I've checked out and are hairstylists and, and they're so talented and I love it. And then sometimes something just doesn't click. And you, mm-hmm. and you walk away being like, um, no, that didn't work out. And it's, right. you know, it's, it's, it sucks because you spent money it's, and it's your hair. And, yes. Yes. and here's the that. thing. And we're not like, it's going to call and be like, I don't like my haircut. Well, no. And I'm like, I'm like not going to be here much longer too. It's like, it's not, this isn't my, yeah. it's not going to be someone I keep going back to. So it's not worth it. Yeah. And it, it just didn't work out. Maybe I wasn't vocal enough. Certainly I didn't express, certainly I didn't explain it well. Or perhaps I explained it this way and I got what I exactly what I asked for. But I'll tell you right now, like my hair is my thing. Like it's always been my thing. I am, I am, I'm, oh, I'm such a, like I will, I will be white blonde with bangs and then I will be purple and then I will be, like it's just my thing. I like, yeah. I'm, I love my hair. I love being able to experiment yeah. with my and you, hair. And you, and you pull it off very well too. Well, you know what? We're just going to fucking own this uh, mushroom. The mushroom's going to be 2021. It. This is it. This is it. You guys are just going to have to. Anyway. We're all doing mushrooms in 2021. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on them right now. <laughs> Do you say I'm on them? I don't think you say I'm on them. I'm, I'm, I'm on Shrooms. I've eaten some today. I don't know. I'm on shrooms. I've had them. I actually have only had them maybe maybe twice in my life, and um, it was very. It was actually very lovely. Mm. Very lovely experience. Same, only about twice in my life, and very lovely experience. Yeah, lovely. And they're I legal would, now in some states, so don't come at us. And if you do, you know, you know, I'm sure you've done bad things in your life too. So lay off. And shrooms aren't even bad. Uh, come on. <laughs> it's like it's it's there. It's it's a uh, what do you call it? Rite of passage. No, well, yeah, but I was gonna say, what is what is a mushroom? It's a um. Oh, a fungi. Thank you, but not that's not what I was gonna say. But yeah, okay, doesn't matter. Uh, gateway drug. <laughs> I'm just kidding. 
<laughs> it's the gateway to really bad haircuts is what the moral of the story is. There you go. Round it out. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she did to my hair. Yeah. She rounded it Um. Okay. Hi. Anyway. Okay. So cute, cute hair story. Let's – um. Stop talking about Hairgate 2020. Let's get into 2021. Let's leave that shit behind. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, yes. Let's also, and I know you know this. I'm not correcting you um, or whatever. I know you know this. But um, let's also realize that 2021 doesn't just change overnight. And mm-mm. there is still massive things going on that we need to be careful and, and attuned to. And um, however... Maybe we feel a new energy. I don't know. Maybe that's maybe right. we're gonna that's right. we're gonna um look at this year differently and understand, you know, new president, new um <laughs> new virus. <laughs> it's mutated. New virus, new <laughs> new virus, new president. Things are looking up. Uh, things are really looking up. Yeah. I well, I was gonna I I wanna say to that point, like I I was reading a few things that were like, well, let's cancel New Year's. Like it's just a flip of a calendar. And mm-hmm. and though I agree with it to an extent of um, we do make bigger deal of it than than maybe we need to, I think that mentally, just speaking from an, an, an aspect of mental health and um, purging and release mm-hmm. to give yourself that moment as a, oh my God, I just want to leave things behind and I'm going to give myself this moment to allow it to stay there um, and then move forward with the skills I learned and, and, and become something new in this next section of life. Like it is a construct. I get time as a construct, but uh, I think that if it's a done in a positive way and we're not just going, oh, it's a new year, yeah. new me, new knew this like nothing exists anymore 2021 changes everything like obviously (laughs) obviously we're still not touching each other and uh the virus is mutated and there's some bad shit going on so you know let's not lose sight of that but I do think that um you know on the other end of it there's that moment of like okay I'm gonna take this moment to reset yeah spiritually reset you know use that spiritual clock that you have inside you I was kind of thinking that it's as you were talking, like, it's almost like the biggest Monday ever, right? Like, you Ugh. think on, like, Fridays, like, I'm going to do a Monday. I'm going to start my new, I'm going to start that on Monday. And then Mondays come and then, oh, okay, I'll do it the next Monday. But kind of like something with a New Year's is that it, it it flips more drastically. Like, it holds more weight, even though it is just the flipping of the mm-hmm. calendar. It does just mm-hmm. hold more weight. So however you use that, I think it, it's a it's a, a spiritual energy kind of thing that we oh my God. are you it being a monday was so like uh triggering in two ways it was like uh it's like 2021 is the monday of t- like it's all a monday because it's like 2020 was uh like i don't know how to say this it felt like like 2021 is like we're going back to a, a real life so it's like you're always on sunday night you get anxiety because you're like okay well mondays suck yeah. but also 2021 is the monday where like oh, I've been on vacation for a week with my kids who are also on vacation and I haven't had a chance to my, like breathe on my own. So this Monday is actually the Monday that I get to send my kids back to school and have a break. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like 2021 is uh, – I don't know if that makes sense. It's just – I was trying to make a metaphor of something that didn't need to be metaphorical because we're here. I get it. I get it. <laughs> and we are here. And we are here. And we're – 
Yes. Again, let's just let's let this breathe in. Let's breathe out um, 2020 and breathe in 2021 while wearing a mask. Oh my God. All through a mask. And uh, okay. So you and I talked about this. I'm, I want, um, I want to talk about this a little bit. Mm-hmm. Our, uh, and like, I'm going to give a shout out to my brother, Scott, because he's the first person that I knew that did this and I haven't done it any other year. Um, but the word or, or choosing a word for the year to focus on, um, and you've done this, I, right? You've done no, it this was my years. first year. This is your first year too? Yeah, okay. Elena, my sister-in-law, um, does it as well. And I think I never like understood the meaning. Not like I, I, I didn't like it. I think I just never understood the meaning or, or um, understood the, the weight or the um, maybe importance. I mean, again, I just want to keep reiterating like, 2020 has brought me to a different spiritual level or, or a more understanding of my mental health, my mental, um, my thoughts, my anxiety, um, who I want to be. And this will all lead up to right. the word that I chose, but um, it feels very important to me right now to pick something that I want to, there are many things I want to focus on in this next year, but I do feel a new energy, not just in this new year, but since the past like four months or so, honestly, since we started this podcast, I'm feeling a, a, a big shift in myself. So it feels right to, to me to have, um, just something to like tuck in my pocket for the rest of the year, you know, just yeah. like hold on yeah. to it and, and realize the the reasons I'm doing things and, um, where I want to literally be. tuck it in your pocket. Yeah. Like tuck the word in your pocket and pull it out. Exactly. And... Exactly. So, um, Yeah. I think we're both on the same page. We just want to, it's a little comfort, you know, like why, right. why not? It's like the same reason we've kept our Christmas trees up for two months. It's like, we yeah. want something yeah. to hold on. We want a positive yeah. thing to hold on to right now. So. And I think it's something that like, you can always, if it's a, if it's a word that you can bring into every day or like check back in with yourself once a month or check, like it's, it's something that's good because it's clearly something that you want to do more of or be more of or bring more of into your life. So like, you know, what, so what is your word? So my word is worth. And I was looking through, um, so many different words. I actually, my first word I I came up with was audacious. And I Mm. thought that that would be Mm. a good word for me. Um, Mm -hmm. and (laughs) it's going to sound weird. It has too many syllables for me. So I don't, oh. I don't, I, I wanted, okay, so I, I like like impactful straight words, straight words, like um, that doesn't make sense, but like a um, one syllable, let's just say that. Yeah, yeah. like, like a, a, a concise. Word. Yes. A concise, a concise word. word. Yes, a compact yeah. car word. I want mm-hmm. that. Um, so I was going through and I've been trying to figure out, like I, I've always really liked certain words. And I know I'm not alone on that. I think that I know many people as well. Like I have a, I have a note um, pad in my phone that says like some of my favorite words. I just like saying them. Like Mm -hmm. I really like the word pandemonium and like, um, Mm -hmm. like interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Like I've always liked words and and when I used to. Yeah. Well, when I used to um, paint, I would always find myself painting words and then art around them. So anyways, I, I like words. And, um, so I was trying to find like a cool word, like something that I'm not used to or, or eclectic or like something just funky. And, but when I saw worth, it just kind of summed up everything that I want myself mm-hmm. to focus on, which is like doing what's right for me and only me. 
um, you know, mm-hmm. and of course, you know, my daughter, but it, focusing a lot on myself. So, you know, understanding that m- what my self-worth is, what I want my self-worth to look like, um, holding boundaries because that is a part of my self-worth. Mm-hmm. worthy as well, I think ties into worse. So I'm worthy of success in this new year. I'm worthy of um, being given the time to work on the things I care about. Mm-hmm. Worthy of just finding new ways to make myself happy, I think is just, it, it all ties into this thing of um, paying attention to where I was and where I want to be and letting myself know that I am worthy of all those things that I want to be mm-hmm. in the next year. So that's where I love it. I love it. I think that word is um, so brilliant. And I think the great thing about specifically is that it's such a malleable word that you can use in so many different ways. So it, it applies to life tangibly and intangibly. And I think that's really, really great. Mm-hmm. I think that's really great. Um, similarly to you. I, you should be because – and also you're, like, worth a fucking lot. Thank you. So um, um, I I started thinking – and the first thing that came to mind was build. First thing that came to mind was build. And I was like, build. That's all I want to do is build. I want I want the podcast to build. I want to build the podcast. I want to build myself. Like, it was just felt – it kind of felt right, mm-hmm. but it didn't feel 100% right. It felt um, – it felt – okay, like it's kind of generic. It's kind of generic because I'm going to be building anyway. Like that's what I'm doing. You know, that's, that's part of what I'm doing. So, um, to be talking about a word that I'm already going to be trying to do, like maybe it it should be something different. And then I thought to myself, well, I mean, not to be so, I, I don't know why it feels a little bit like, um, I don't know, uh, maybe cliche, but like, I think about Glennon Doyle's book. We've talked about her, like bringing her back up, but um, the word untame or untamed came to mind. And I like lost, I like got a little chill. And it was like, that's in order to build, I need to untame because there are so many parts of my psyche and uh, things that I do that I am, um, I find <laughs> it kind of ties in with this. Uh, conversation I had with a, a psychic, uh, an intuitive therapy session I had essentially where he basically told me I was codependent. Um, and we had a whole conversation. It was amazing. But that word codependent came up when I was thinking about my word for 2021. And um, though I'm a very independent human, I think I'm codependent on thoughts and and things that I grew up with. And um, letting go. I'm a, I'm, I'm very, I'm a fixed sign, which means Taurus, which means I'm, I'm hard to, to move or I get an idea and I, I can't, I don't, I have a hard time. Anyway, I just need to untame a lot of things that I have caged. Mm-hmm. And in order to build, I need to focus on that part of things. And I think that also goes deeply into what we're going to talk about today because, um, um, I have some untaming to do as we all probably do when it comes to our bodies, um, and how we hold ourselves and how we look at ourselves. So, you know, um, my body is always something I struggle with. So, um, it's always a part of what I think of when I go into the new year and in my resolution. So I think like, uh, anyway, that word to me is like gold and, um, 
I so I also read um, from one from her book. It was maybe Eve was never meant to be our warning. Maybe she was meant to be our model. Own your wanting. Eat the apple. Let it burn. And I think about this podcast and what we're doing, and I go. I have these moments where I'm like, oh, I think about like what was ingrained in my brain. Like, well, you know, nine to five, you need to do this to make money. You need to do this to be happy. You need to do this until you die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like uh, I've been fighting that my whole life. So fuck it. Yeah. Like I'm not – I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah. Um, well, it's 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 it's, an, it's a great word. And I think that if, if you feel like it's cliche, it's only because that book came out and it's one of the biggest books ever. It doesn't, yeah. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. Like I, it sounds like, you know, um, well, it's, but it's worth, like people are, it's worth it. It is worth it. But it, <laughs> yeah. it, it, it might sound to you like it's so, like, it's, um, so, um, um, regulated or, or not regulated. Uh, yeah. 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 Like going around a lot. But um, yeah. I think that it's, it's such a powerful word. And when you use a word like that to have a book, obviously, you know, like the, the contents inside that book are amazing, but um, that word is so powerful because it also speaks to what we've talked about a lot is like our limiting beliefs, right? And like what stops uh-huh, us uh-huh. from doing the things uh-huh. that we want to do. So like to be able to have that word, like every time, Sarah, like in the next year, whatever this journey takes you, like that you might want to do something like that's your word and you get to be like, nope, uh-huh. I'm doing uh-huh. it. Uh-huh. Like, nope, yep. making that decision. And I just got yeah. the chills thinking about that for you. Like that's, it's a great word. And I'm so excited that we, um, we're also going to make, I'm just going to share them with you guys once we do it. I know. Yes. And also I'm going to just, um, just be prepared for me to yell at you when you, we have conversations and I just go worth. (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) Think about worth. Yeah. Or I'm going to hold up a sign. I won't even say anything. I'm just going to have like a little yeah, sign in my pocket that says word. That we just pull up. Whenever yeah, exactly. We're not honoring our word for the year. Yes. Um, not yes, that so we just have to honor you. them 24-7, but when it's when, we're, when we get too hard yeah. on ourselves. We're going to hold each other accountable in that way. Absolutely. Um. Anyway. So, so. well, you know, yeah. yeah. And also like share us um, – Share us. Oh, we'd love to hear your word. You know, like if you guys want to comment on, you know, what our Instagram post that we have today that uh, we posted about the episode, we would love to hear your worth. You know, last um, two episodes ago, when we did your word, your word, sorry, your word. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. kidding. Go ahead, use it. We'd love you. We'd love for us to tell me how much you're worth. Tell me how much you're worth, and then join my Patreon. No, I'm kidding. No, share your word. And even if it is worth, yes, go yes. for it. But join join um, in on the journey. We yeah, we we did a couple weeks ago when we were talking about our 14th birthday song. And um it was really funny because people reached out to us directly to tell us what their 14th <laughs> birthday song was. And we thought it was so funny, but we were like, guys, like let's all let's mm-hmm, all tell each other, mm-hmm. like comment on our post and and tell us, um, you know, if there's something that's going on in the episode that you find that you're like, yes, or um, okay, well, what's my word for the year? Um, yes, sure that you guys comment and, and share and share with us because we want to we want to know we want to know what you guys are up to. You know, this yeah. is a this is a story for all of us or yeah. a podcast for all of us. So, and we want to we like want to be we want to hear from you so badly. So it's you know it's not yeah. it's uh, it brings us the the most joy. To yeah. hear what you have to say, unless it's mean. If it's mean, eh, you know, don't, yeah. you know, go scream it in a pillow. Leave us alone. Yeah. But yeah, 
If it's nice, just kidding. <laughs> Give us all your feedback. We can handle it. I've been in retail for 700 years. I can handle mm-hmm. it. Um, all of that being said, I think we can kind of dive in and we kind of haven't talked about how we're going to have this conversation. Um, uh, but I think we want to, you know, really get into body uh, image postpartum um, mm-hmm. and what your body's doing. This might be a very like uh, general conversation. It might be very specific to certain things. Um, you know, our bodies change. Our bodies have literally been cut open or, you know, uh, ripped or uh, or not. You know, maybe you didn't have to have that, but, you know, you there's – there's a lot. Um, there's a lot that happens to our bodies during and after pregnancy, and the years that follow. Um, so it's important and it's hard. Um, and then we have, th- we actually have three stories tonight. So um, but we got we got a lot for you after yeah. that very <laughs> long beginning. Uh, yeah, we're gonna have a long episode, and I'm I'm here for it because it's the first of the year. Yeah. So yeah, and we hope you guys stick around because we have. Um, actually, a, a couple of different perspectives. We actually yeah, want yeah. from a non-mom. Yeah, so, so excited. Um, do you, you want to kind of go first? Do you want to dive into your postpartum experience? Or, you know, did you have something you kind of wanted to? Yeah. Um, I think that I feel like I didn't have um, – many other thoughts other than like a lot of Mm -hmm. comparisons I -hmm. could not and I still do could not stop comparing myself to people who give birth and like um Mm -hmm. just like look great right away like when I don't understand it well I do because you probably work out really hard and and you you or there's genetics there's no shame in that there's genetics. There's um, the time you have, mm-hmm. the help you have, the money you have. Um, there's a lot that goes into it. I, I think for me, it was, I tried to not mm-hmm. give myself so much pressure or put, put myself on in, right, right. Uh, put too much pressure on myself because, you know, it was already like a, a weird time. Um, I actually lost a lot of weight mm-hmm. when I was breastfeeding. And then when I stopped breastfeeding, really? it like all came back. And I, um, I just like, I, I think that, I think some of the biggest things for me though was like, I, I hated seeing these people that I'm like, why, why mm-hmm. can they look so great? And I can't like, why, why, you know, and I know why. And, and again, I'm telling you again, like I'm following like these influencers and these like celebrities and, and, um, we don't have the same means as these people and so it's it's not realistic for one thing but I did um I just gave myself a hard time about that and then and it's not only that it's it's Mm -hmm. the things you tell yourself in the mirror which I think is just the worst about anything and and being able to get through a day without comparing yourself okay so here's here's what I would do. I, w- I would sit on Instagram all day or whatever. Cause I'm like breastfeeding. I'm alone. I'm just sitting at home. This is like in the first couple of months and I'm looking and I'm like, already I'm just like comparing mm-hmm. myself to other people's lifestyles and like what they had, like they have an upper mm-hmm. baby and I have like a, a cheaper version of a stroller. Um, like things like that. I'm like, con- like every single thing about a, a motherhood kind of situation. I'm just 
you know, comparing, comparing, comparing. But then I do that. I put my phone away and then I get into the shower and I, and I, and I'm looking down at my Mm -hmm. stomach and I'm like, ew, like, what is that? What is that? I can't even Mm -hmm. see my cesarean, my, my C-section scar. Like I, I haven't been able to see it. I still can't. God knows how long. Like, um, yeah, like, I mean, that's, it's, it's just a thing that lives in your mind that just like doesn't go away. And I didn't, I don't hate my postpartum body. I actually don't think it's much. I I don't want this to come out wrong. Like, I don't actually think it's that different. I just hate the fact that I compare mm-hmm. myself to other people so much. And, and, and because only what that's doing, I can love myself right when I wake up in the morning and I can like love the way I'm feeling. I'm in a good mood and I'm feeling good. And I'm like, I can wear whatever I want today. I love that feeling when you just put on whatever you want and you're like, yes, I feel good. Um, other days you stand and, and you stare at yourself mm-hmm. after the shower and you're like, God, I'm gross. Or like, oh, this is mm-hmm. my boobs used to be yeah. up here. They're now down here. Like, why are right. my nipples over here now? Um, Looking both ways. Um, <laughs> yeah. They're like, my boobs now, God, they're like so much sweat underneath because they're so low. <laughs> oh, that's boob sweat. Yes. I'm thinking about that because it's sweaty right now. But, um, but it's just like that, that you like, you, you, oh my God. And then you're like, fuck it. What am I going to wear today? I'm just going to put on like leggings and a baggy sweatshirt again. Like, I don't, I don't know. So that for me was like, I don't have, um, much about that, but I will tell you that that's my everyday. So that, that for me, it's, it's comparison. It's wrong. It's not right. You know what though? How, who am I to tell you you're wrong? You comparing, comparing. Compar- you know, if you want comparison to be a word, let's make it a word. Sorry about that. Tequila. Yeah. Um, no. Um, Tequila. No. no, just comparing myself to so many people, right? And not understanding that, like, again, I've said this three times, like, again, like people have different, right? Freaking um, resources. Right. Well, we don't all have yes. the same resources. But it's, it's, it's resources and also, uh, again, but it's genetics because there are women who will have – I did, you you breastfed and, and lost weight. I breastfed and did nothing. I gained weight. Nothing happened. I mm-hmm. And, you know – Right. Uh, right, right, our, right. So, right? um, but you, but you also saying like, um, I looked at these other women and thought that they looked good and why didn't I is also like other women are looking at you and going, why does she look so good? And I don't. So there's this, also this part of it that's like, maybe you do look really good in, you know, uh, it's all about perspective, right? Like it's us looking at ourselves going, oh my mm-hmm. God. And then looking at other people and going, well, they look so much better than I do, but it's not really a reality. It's our reality because we're making it a reality because we're comparing. Um, but we're not able to look at ourselves and see beauty or to see um, what we see in other people because it's so new and different than what it was before. And there's issues that have arisen arisen why are we making words up is that one yeah sure arose arisen's a word that have arisen or arose i believe i used to be really good at english uh yes please throw a rose on my grave because i'm dead now um 
Anyway, not to interrupt you, I just, you know, to, 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 I heard you say that and immediately like, you know, brought that into, to my brain, like, um, yeah. And that's, and that's to say that like, this is obviously, I think you're hearing me talk about it and I talked about it before. Like, obviously this is not something that has gone away. Yeah. I, I, I still do this and I, and I find myself doing it more with moms and, and moms who work out a lot and, um, moms who have like six packs and, mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm, and whatever. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Okay. I, I want to talk about this. Um, this summer I actually, um, started working out a lot mm-hmm. and actually not a lot. I was on a really good program with somebody that she was, a um, she's a pretty well-known trainer from where I'm from in California. And I went to high school and middle school and elementary school with her and her program was great. However, I did not like, and this isn't anything against this person. This is, uh, I hear this a lot talking about, oh, like, we're not going to have a mamba anymore mm-hmm. or like, goodbye, mamba. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. there goes my mamba. Mm-hmm. Here's my opinion on a mamba you have a body and you're a mom. Therefore, sure, call it a mamba. Long live the fucking mom bod. Right. But like, but how. What does that mean? What weight does that does that have? Like, what does oh, that mean to have a right. mom thought? Like, my kid is a kid and has a kid's body, and, and she also has a body. So, does she have a kid body? Mm-hmm. If that's how we want to talk about it, because that's really if that's how we should break it down. Stop calling moms like that. They have a mom, but or yourself. I'm sorry. I don't think anybody says to another mom, like, you have a mom, but no. But, but we're like, projecting into society is a bad thing. It's not a yeah, it's not a positive like, thing when you say mom bod. Is it mom jeans, like mom bod? Mm-hmm. Right. That's what we're going to talk about. It was like uh, the marketing and, and clothes, like mom jeans. And um, I get that it was kind of like a spin on the 80s, the way moms used to wear jeans. But like, yeah, but I, I wear like, them like that. I wear them. I fucking love them. Give me, love give, bring them up to like my that. boobs. I think uh, it, what does that mean? And how damaging is that to, to label people as like, you just look like that because you, you, you used to be a mom. What about people who like didn't have kids right and look like that right. I mean what right it's so um it's so damaging um, like a, a macro sense of thinking I mm-hmm, think that mm-hmm, can mm-hmm. be just um labeling yourself mm-hmm. if, if it's not enough to feel like you might be a little overweight or maybe you could eat less or maybe you shouldn't have eaten that like for, in my case like 12 cookies before I went to bed and like two different dinners if it's not enough to think about that, but then to think that I have a label on top of it, mm-hmm. besides overweight, um, mm-hmm. don't work out enough, or um, lazy, but now I'm going to be called. I have like a mom bod in my own head. Right. Like, stop. Uh, I, I, stop. yeah. It's it's um the the fucked up thing about it is, yeah, maybe maybe moms are doing it to themselves, and maybe moms are doing it to themselves to like do that like self deprecation, make you feel better kind of thing. But I think that it's labeled outside of motherhood. Um, and I think that here's the fucking thing about mom bods. Hi. Uh, yes, our body birthed a child, but we also grew one. Like we're the ability to grow a child, uh, should, it should be magnificent. So if you're going to call it a mom bod, it's magnificent as is every other body and whatever shape and form you're in. But like, to label it mom bod as a negative is so um, opposite 
of the magic of what happens. <laughs> well, spinning directly off of that, I mean, this is what we talked about before is that after you give birth, you people forget about you and start thinking about the baby, right? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm, when you're mm-hmm, pregnant, mm-hmm. your body's beautiful. Yep. Your body's just stunning. You're so powerful. Mm-hmm. Wow, you are so gorgeous. You're so feminine. You're so lovely. You're so um, capable. Your body's a, a creation tool, mm-hmm. all this stuff. And then the second after you have a baby, oh, you have a mom bod now. Mm-hmm. Like, what? Mm-hmm. Two weeks ago, I was fucking stunning and glowing and gorgeous glowing. and beautiful. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And now because my cankles don't fit into my Ugg boots, I'm now all of a sudden Girl. I have like a fucking mom bod. Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. It's, come it's, on. that's what I mean. It, 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 I feel like we've talked about this before, but it's this uh, standard that kind of just like, Oh, it just keeps this double standard. This tr- it's almost like a triple standard that keeps happening in every aspect of motherhood. Where it's you know, um, you're sexy when you're having the baby. You know, you're sexy when you're pregnant, but you gotta you gotta get back quick. Um, I want to be. Ve- I'm gonna be very vulnerable right now, and I'm gonna be very honest in this conversation because I think that um, I don't know how many other people have had these issues, but um, I think as a mother who's raising a child, female or male. Um, and as a human who's gone through a lot of body changes, uh, I think it's important to talk about because I think there's going to be a lot of people that maybe resonate with this, but, um, I, I have been, uh, bulimic for a lot of my adult life. I started probably when I was in my late teens, mid teens. I mean, like in college, it was probably the worst it ever was. Um, and then I'd stop for a long time and then it wasn't a thing. And then it was a thing again. It's a very hard, uh, it's, it's more of like a binge purge control. You know, this, this isn't a therapy session right now. Um, but it's something I've struggled with, um, and still struggle with to be very honest. And during a pandemic, I specifically think about mothers who gave birth during a pandemic, during the pandemic, and were going through these things because uh, three years ago I was struggling and I wasn't in the same situation. So um, I can't imagine how hard it would be on top of body image, on top of gaining weight, on top of everything, um, on top of controlling um what you eat and nurturing your body, uh, after having a child, like it's just, it's a lot, it's a lot. Um, so my experience postpartum, um, my experience getting pregnant and being pregnant, I think was, uh, I'm okay when I have to do something for someone else. So the fact that I had to gain weight because I had a child in me was like, oh, if you tell me I have to do something for somebody, I'll do it for somebody. I will do anything for somebody that I love. This was a baby I never met before, but I loved him and it didn't matter. Like I, you asked me to walk across fire and coals for you and I love you, I'll do it. Um, so it felt like gaining weight during that was a, a, a reprieve from control because I was controlling it in a different way. Um, And then after I gave birth to Owen, um, my body was the largest it had ever been. Um, And I'd never talked to anyone really about it. I mean, I think there are a few people who knew 
And right now, many people, most people in my life don't know, but um, I never talked to anybody ever about it. So it was just like something I was struggling with silently, constantly. Um, And so after I had Owen and my body was the biggest it had ever been, I had days where I was like, it's fine. Um, I'm happy. It's fine. And then I had days where I looked in the mirror and I went, um, I can't control this, but there's this weird need to, um, I don't want to get too deep into what that is because we're talking about something very specific. So I'm trying to, to, to narrow it into what we're talking about, but it, it, it's like, um, when your body is changed by something that you're so happy about, how do you allow yourself to be okay? It's a struggle. It's a struggle on top of a struggle to look at yourself and go, um, my body just did something amazing. Um, I was cut open and numbed and I still have these weird pains. I still have pains. I have like phantom pains in my, um, C-section scar. Um, and I wasn't losing weight. It wasn't going. I, I, I think I thought like I would start breastfeeding. Like we said, I'd start breastfeeding and it would go. Um, and it didn't go. And I have a terrible stomach. I, like I can't eat. Th- it's just, it's been such a struggle to survive. Uh, and, um, body image already was such a hard, not body image, my body. I've struggled in my own body for a very long time. And to deal with that while also trying to raise a child that you never want to feel that way. I, I, I never want Owen to think that he's too fat or too thin or he needs to eat all of his food when he's not hungry. Like I never want him to feel like um, he has to eat something because I made it if he's not in, like, there are things that, again, we're going to, this is going to come up a lot, but the way that we were raised that we go into and we go, well, uh, and uh, this is coming up also because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm with my parents right now. I've been with my parents for three weeks. So there's a lot coming up because I knew this conversation was happening. Um, it's just really fucking hard. And, um, our bodies don't, a lot of our bodies don't bounce back. And when you're going through struggles that are on top of the struggles of the gain of the, the changes of the, uh, of the boob drops and the, uh, incontinent in the, in the pee that maybe sometimes comes out when you laugh too hard and, um, the time, because you want to work out, but you don't actually have the time for it because you're raising a child and, and. And in the middle of a pandemic, I, I'm going on such a tangent. I'm so sorry. I just, I felt like the need to be really honest about this because it's been such a struggle yeah. and I can't really talk to you about um, how it's been for postpartum for me without telling you the truth. Mm-hmm. And um, it's not like I, it's not like I'm over it and it's something I used to do. It's something that I still struggle with. So it's, it's. Right. It's just there. And I just need anybody who's going through it as well to know that um, you're not alone. There are also a lot of us (laughs) um, 
there are and just one thing that you said was and I said the same thing was like why does somebody else have time and I don't to work out right let's say that what if I just don't want to uh-huh. also uh-huh. Uh-huh. And, and then I beat myself up over uh-huh. that right I'm like well I don't want to and, and it's my prerogative so I'm not going to and I feel good about uh-huh. that and then I look at something else again and I'm like well Mm-hmm. I should have worked out today. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to beat myself up. And then you it. throw the guilt, that guilt back on. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's a, I, at the beginning of the pandemic, it was like, um, I, I also, I want to talk about this too. I think this is interesting. Um, I started Noom and I had done it twice and I don't know if anybody's ever done it. And, um, yes. Okay. So there's something great about Noom where it's psychological and they tell you like food isn't good or bad. Great. Like there's some really positive aspects of it, but there's also some really detrimental aspects of it when you struggle with an ED or if you just struggle with, uh, confidence in your body because it asks you to weigh yourself every day. And, um, it asks you to log your food. And when you're going through a thing where, that can be really detrimental or negative to your lifestyle if you're waking up every morning. And I did, I did. Um, and yes, I lost weight on it and I did feel better and I was maybe eating better, but I wasn't necessarily, uh, it was a game. It became a game. So it became like I could control, uh, I, I, it's shifting my control in an, in also a negative way. It's not shifting my control in a positive way. It's shifting my control and going, okay, well, if I'm not going to eat, um, three meals from McDonald's and 17 cookies and maybe a bag of Oreos and maybe like when I say binge, I mean like it's, it's an insane amount of food. If I'm not going to do that, then I'm going to just shift and go the opposite way and just like completely do the extreme in the other way. So um, I think that while Noom is probably a really great resource, it's not great for people who shouldn't be doing, (laughs) don't need to be weighing themselves every fucking morning. Like who gives a shit if you're 152 today and 160 tomorrow? Like who gives a fucking shit? And it's like so bad too, right? Because guess what? You can, oh my God, it's, I'm going to relate this to my credit score right now because it's almost like I am, I'm so scared to check because if it's good or when I get the alert, like your credit, your recent credit score is in, if it's good, it's going to change my mood in a positive way. Mm -hmm. If it's bad, Mm -hmm. I'm going to be pissed Mm -hmm. and not pissed. I'm going to be not pissed. I'm going to be noticeably upset and my heart's going to shrink or not shrink, drop a little bit and I'm not going to feel good. Mm-hmm. And it's heavy. And what do you do? And you, and you stand on there and, and you think about, am I prepared to see this number mm-hmm. or you don't. And then or it, or it becomes a competition with yourself. It comes, it becomes a competition. It's just, it's so, it's honestly the last thing we need to think about. And it's the first thing a lot of us think mm-hmm. about every single day mm-hmm. because getting out of that shower and seeing a mirror or whatever you're doing in the morning, I'm like, I wake up and I do my full skin for routine and then I, and I wake up and I'm like, I look like shit. And then that's how I start my day. Mm-hmm. Like what the fuck? Right. What the fuck? Right. Why do we talk to ourselves like that? Like, and this is what I think we said a long time ago. Um, not a long time ago. What, one of our very first episodes, we said like, don't talk about my friend like that. Yeah. 
And it's like talk to yourself that way. Yeah. No, don't. But that's the thing. Like, would I ever say that to you? What's the thing? Yeah. Yeah. Would you ever wake up and I'm like, oof, you what? Put on a towel. Yeah. Like, put on a towel, Sarah. What are you doing? Right. Like, like, don't like cover that up because otherwise you're gonna feel really uncomfortable about yourself if you're doing makeup. Mm -hmm. Or like, cover that up while you're brushing your teeth. Don't let your boobs just flap like that. Mm That's so. It's so fucked up. Mm-hmm. It's fucked up. Say it fucked up. Yeah, and it doesn't mean we're not. You know, we always say we're not here to fix. We're not here to fix. We're here to talk this stuff out and make you realize, or or not make you realize, but make you feel like maybe you're just not alone in these thoughts. And if these thoughts creep in, um, let's just try to warm them up a little bit and make them feel like. I hear you. I acknowledge you, but I kind of I want to I want to shift a little bit. Yeah, we have to. Yeah, we have to shift. Um, I don't know exactly how, um, but I think that the 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 key the one of the keys is to to beginning the conversation, and um, I think that um, you know another another. I, I just know how I felt in isolation. Um, in, in, in mater- on maternity leave and how I wasn't moving and I wasn't getting out of the house. And I can only imagine amplified what that feels like for anybody who gave birth during the pandemic. So right now mm-hmm. there are new moms um, who are looking in the mirror and maybe, and hopefully, my God, hopefully there are some of you looking in the mirror and going, I look amazing and I'm so happy with my body. And I, to that say, thank you and, and continue and you're beautiful and we love you. Um, and I also say to all the women who look in the mirror and say they can't handle it, you're beautiful. We love you. And thank you for existing. Like, um, but this shit's gotta be hard. And, and, um, and we want you I don't, I don't, I want to say we want you to be okay because it's okay to not fucking be okay. Um, but we want you to know it's okay to not fucking be okay. Exactly. Exactly. It's okay to not be okay. And that's, I think that's the entire, um, point of this, of our podcast and what Sarah and I, you know, normalize having bad days, normalize having bad thoughts because, if we all try to think that we live in this utopian society of happy thoughts and um, I'm positive, I'm body positive, I'm 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 feeling good all the time. I I'm a I'm a great mom all the time. It's a lot to live up to. It's not true. Let's, it's just not true. Let's give ourselves a break, right? I so um, yeah. I I I like. I think back to during quarantine too. Like I I went on a I went on a. a I was working out every day. There was a period where it was really bad. And then I started working out and I felt really good. And I started eating, you know, better. And I was better. That's a relative term. But I was doing myself favors. I was doing my body favors. And I was doing things that felt good and for me. And I was um, moving my body every day. And I did a like before and after photo. And I thought that I was being very transparent in what I wrote. And when I go back and read it again, I realized that it didn't get across what I wanted it to get across because it felt like I was asking for congratulations. Um, when in reality, it was like, 
None of you understand the struggle that goes into having a body that you've never met before and how hard it is to give yourself time after having a child or uh, uh, feel good about yourself, um, to look down and go, I, I, there's a scar there, but it, it, it's beautiful. Like all of those things are true, but it's a really hard place to get to. And, um, I don't know what I'm trying to say there, except that, um, it felt in, it felt in, uh, it felt like I was being untrue or un, it, it felt like a, uh, it felt like an Instagram versus reality moment where I'm like posting this picture and going, um, you know, I've been moving my body and look at me and I feel so much better now when reality was, uh, yes, I felt better and yes, I was on a good page, but also like there were so many scars still there that still need healing and, um, it wasn't truthful about the struggles that I've had that like people might look at that and go, oh, Sarah's been working out a lot. That's cool. (laughs) Cool. When that's not really the reality of, of, what I was even trying to say. Mm-hmm. I've done a before and I did a before and after over the summer and, and, and it, and, um, after like just kind of like realizing more about those or, or thinking more about those and seeing them on some, um, other like body positive, um, accounts that I follow on Instagram, like, why are we doing before and so after? It's so hard. It's so hard. Yeah. Yeah. Why are we doing this is what I looked like before? Mm-hmm. Look at how great I look at mm-hmm. look at how great I am now. Mm-hmm. Like, guess what? And I think we all know this. I'm best friends and I love people because of them. I don't love you because of the way you look. I don't love you because you lost 10 pounds or that you worked out this summer. I don't and so why am I posting that? Because mm-hmm. like I don't I'm only posting it for somebody to say, Wow, you look good. Mm-hmm. Right. Or like, mm-hmm. um, I just, I want recognition mm-hmm. and it's like, well, but, what I'm but, doing but, in turn is telling that somebody when I had a very normal body in my before picture, mm-hmm. a very normal body mm-hmm. and I'm, and I'm, and I'm sending out the message that that was bad mm-hmm. and that's not okay. Mm-hmm. Nobody is bad. Nobody. I don't mean nobody. Mitch McConnell, well, we some, yeah, we got, we got some bad people. No, but it, but it, but isn't it a, isn't it a crazy place? Because you don't want to say, um, you don't want to say to people, "I'm not proud of you for the work you're putting in." Because also, like, I was I was putting a lot of work in every day, and I yeah. I did feel really fucking good. Like, I yeah. I uh, Owen and I were working out together because I had him with me for three months. Like, uh, I I made Gigi jump jump on the train with me. I was like, "Here, come in. We're gonna do this through a house party." Like, um, and I felt really good and I love it. I, I haven't done it for three months. So it's like, I, I can tell you the, the, before the, the during and the aftermath because, uh, I'm in a place right now where I'm back to feeling, um, bad about my, I mean, I, not that I felt great about myself during that whole thing, but I'm back, I'm back to feeling really bad about my body because I've stopped moving it at all. But, um, but it's not to say the work that these people are putting in, uh, that these women, that these men, that these humans are putting in to their body is 
bad. It's just why are we putting so much on it? Right, right. It's that. It's that. Why are we putting so much weight on our bodies? Oh, you know what I hate? Like, oh, I'm so proud of you for working out. I'm so proud of you that you, like, you text somebody and it's like, I lost 10 pounds. I'm so proud of you. Stop. Stop encouraging people to lose weight. You can tell them if you feel good about that, good for you. Yes. That sounds like you always yes. look beautiful. Yes. How do you? How does that make you feel? How does that make you feel? You feel good about that? Fucking yeah. Then I'm so I'm so happy that you feel good. Right. I hope it's not all um, physical appearance. I hope that I'm I do the things I do for reasons other than physical appearance. And but also, but yes, but also like it's okay if you want to look good or feel totally. good. Like it's it's it's. Totally. But it's, let's also have some um, some love for our inner soul and mind. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. It, You know? So, yes. So, I think also something that um, I think of sometimes is, like, the sexy factor. And we, and we had this in our, in our reel the other day. But um, wondering, I find myself sometimes being like, oh, girl, like, you look good. You know, or like, or like, um, like mm-hmm. I feel hot or like I feel sexy and like, is that okay? Like, I think there's a difference between like feeling hot and like sexy already kind of has like a weird, uh, connotation to it. Right. Am I allowed to feel sexy right now? And, and what does that mean? And I think that with my, you know, journey through postpartum bodies is what is okay mm-hmm. for me to do and what is not okay for me to do. Am I supposed to, now that I'm a mom, am I labeled at it? And this is all within my head. I don't, I'm not talking about other people's um, opinions or perspectives, but within myself, I'm like, am I allowed to go out and like shake? I mean, not right now. Get out. Yeah. Pandemic. I want to be free to be sexy. I want to be free to like still wear my spiky shoes and my leather and like maybe like not act like I have a kid when I go out. And I don't even know what the fuck that means, but there are times when I'm out where it's like, I bet nobody would think in this bar right now that I have a kid. I'm sure nobody's being like. I bet she doesn't have a kid. She probably doesn't have a kid. You see the way she's dancing? She yeah. doesn't have a kid. No. You see the way she shook it? Yeah. No, there was no pee dropping on the floor. Her pants are no. dry. No kid. I don't see no. a diaper in those no. leather pants. Go get her. Go get them, Tiger. Um, uh, uh, that was that was an adult diaper, by the way. I don't. Anyway. Well, or a pad. I don't, you know, whatever sure. you need. Yeah. But um, so, so just something about that, though, like I, thinking about like, am I still allowed to be sexy? Am I still allowed? Like this, this word allowed, first of all, we need to negate, right? Like, like get, get it the fuck out of here. It still is topical for me to think about sometimes, like, am I able to be different people? Am I able to be the mother I want to be and then go fucking when she goes to sleep, like drink tequila shots and shake my ass by myself in my living room. And like, is that weird or is that normal? To me, it's normal because that's what I do. But is that, um, is that okay? Like, what does it mean to be like, am I not allowed to be sexy anymore? Like, fuck yes. Ladies, women, like you are allowed to fucking feel all, feel yourself because 
those circumstances for me, those feelings for me are far and few between. And I want to enjoy every second of them. But right. what happens is I stop myself right when it's happening. And I'm like, ooh, should I be doing this? And then I'm like, you know what? Whatever. Like the best thing I read recently was I am many people don't need to be put inside of a no, box. No, I was just going to say like I for fucking – fucking people well i think i mean as you were saying that i was starting not i was starting to get mad i don't want to say mad but I, you know you're like i i i i am not allowed to be this other person it's like but but what what the fuck why can't we be it is who you are i mean i think about it too i, I do the same thing like i put on to bed and my favorite moments right now in this life and what we're living in in this year this you know last year has been like this podcast and talking to you, but like having moments where I, I, he's asleep and I get to go sit on my balcony and drink wine and smoke a cigarette. And, uh, and like, do I feel bad about it? Sometimes when he wakes up and comes like running over to the door and I like have a cigarette in my hand. Yeah. I feel really rotten. Um, but then the other part of me is like, why do I feel rotten about this? I don't want him to inhale the smoke, clearly, but like, um, why do I feel rotten about these things that make me feel good? Yes, I don't condone smoking. I'm not saying smoking is good for you, but, um, you know, having a drink and being human and having a moment with someone who's my age, who's a woman that I love, like, why shouldn't we be able to have these moments and like feel fucking good about ourselves because we're a fucking mom? (laughs) Does, does any man feel that way? Here's my question. Does any man, yeah. does any man go, I am a dad, so I can't smoke a cigar. Well, I'm a dad, so I can't have three beers. Well, I'm a dad. And here's me sounding like an asshole. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to be condescending. I am literally asking, do you feel that way? Because we do. Mm-hmm. Do you think you're not sexy as a man because you have a kid? Like, no, I mean, like dad. I mean, dad bod has been celebrated. Dad, mom bod sure fucking hasn't, but dad bod has certainly. Yep. Hey guys, hope that you're enjoying listening to this week's episode of Hitting the Bottle. If you have a second after the episode, please go into Apple Podcasts and rate and review us and tell us how much you're enjoying the show. It helps us out so much, and we just love hearing what you guys have to say. We'll see you there. Bye. Let's let's um. Should we listen to some one of our songs? <laughs> you don't want to talk for three more hours because I can. <laughs> okay, so now that we've we probably could continue talking about this subject for another four days, but we have some really amazing stories that we want to get to, and um, I think we want to share them, right? Yeah, absolutely. Oops. We're going to share them. Um, I uh, I do want to say before we get to them, should we sing? Spill the wine to old Lang Syne. Oh my god, that is act. That's a big act. May expired lagers be forgot. Just spill your wine. <laughs> listen, just listen to other people talk because we don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> also, we've been saying since the beginning that we were gonna. We're going to have an actual song for you guys dropping. No, we're not. not now. Not now. Maybe not ever, but we're thinking about it. Not today. Okay. We're going to start with, uh, we're going to do the first two stories are from moms. And then our third story is going to be from a non-parent. Um, and again, this is all about 
it's all about body and 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 um body yaddy yaddy mm. and what our bodies do and um let's get into it shall we mm-hmm. okay i'm ready if you are story number one oh. hi my name is betsy i'm a hi, mom betsy. to an almost seven-year-old girl and a three and a half year old rambunctious little mm-hmm. boy and with both of them i had c-sections and over the past three and a half years i've really been working on getting back into some sort of shape since having both kids um and noticed during my high intensity workouts that i was leaking or unable to do jumping jacks without feeling like i had to go run straight to the bathroom Um, And finally, after talking to some other mom girlfriends, one of them said that she was in physical therapy for her diastasis recti and said that they do help moms with incontinence and (laughs) all the fun stuff that goes along after you've had a baby or two or three. Um, And so I started physical therapy almost two months ago. And what I've learned is a lot of things that I wish my doctor had told me after I had had both C-sections. One of the first things was that my scar with my second was not healing like it did with my first. Um, And she was like, did your doctor ever tell Mm. you to massage your scar after it it had healed? I said no. Um, So we've been working on massaging on my scar. And after two months, it does look better. I was skeptical at first. But I really have noticed a big difference, um, and I'm hoping that's going to help sort of that shelf area that has permanently (laughs) resided for the past three and a half years. But um, definitely massage your scars um, if you've had C-sections. And the other thing I've been working on is I've been having a lot of lower back pain, um, hip flexor pain since having my second. And a lot of that is because of my pelvic floor strength. Um, I have some strength in how I'm doing my Kegels, but not a lot of strength in how I'm exhaling or lengthening my pelvic floor, as she calls it. So we've been doing a lot of different exercises on how I can start breathing better, um, how I can try and lengthen my pelvic floor on my own and doing some stretches. Um, The physical therapy does involve internal um, checking every week, so that's lovely. But, you know, once you've had babies, it's like, whatever, just go in and do what you need to do. So it's been really helpful, and I was really surprised um, how much I've learned in the past, you know, six or seven sessions. And it is covered by insurance once you hit your deductible on most insurance plans. So that's another positive to it. So, but... A lot of these things I wish I had known after having a C-section and I just either never inquired or never told or thought it was normal. And it's definitely it's definitely not normal to have to feel like no. you're going My to God. pee your pants if you do one jumping jack. So um, if you've had C-sections or even if you hadn't and are having some incontinence issues, you know, those babies press on a lot of different things during pregnancy. So um, physical therapy has been really helpful for me and I've learned a lot in just a short time. So totally helpful and I recommend it. Cheers guys. Cheers Betsy. Cheers. Um, interesting perspective though on or not perspective but advice or advice. Mm, I don't want to call it advice but um, how she's doing something about it. Interesting. Or like going to physical well, therapy. Well but and, and 
not a, not like not like but, well yeah that, but, but I mean she's saying um, she's saying first of all she talked to people about it who then were like oh well so there's there's that aspect of it of like there's other people saying to her here go to like here's how I fixed or how I you know made myself feel better like she's got people giving her that advice which yeah. is amazing but I have heard yeah. um I have heard about the massaging because when I after I had the C-section. Uh, I was reading about it and there was this whole article about like um, breaking up this tissue. So if you massage it, it breaks up the tissue and it helps it like it wasn't helping it heal. It was just to break up the scar. So it didn't – you feel like I still feel it now and it's just really hard. Uh, and, and after two, I can't imagine because they, they – I'm, I'm assuming – Betsy, sorry if I'm wrong. Um, but when you do a second C-section, they cut in the same place I imagine yeah that was my that was my original question or something that maybe well we I, I think that talk about well because it wouldn't there be too much well I was gonna say that maybe you're right I, I thought I thought my sister and I were talking about it because she had two my sister-in-law I thought she said they went into the same place but that's why like it gets harder and harder to do v-back after you've had c-sections um mm-hmm. I think I'm a little bit too bugged out to to rub it see like I said earlier like I haven't even seen it like I mean I don't look at it not because it freaks me out in a in a displeasing I'm not proud of it way but in a way that I'm super bugged out by scars and not scars um it gives me the heebie well I get so what I was gonna say is I, I I I I I heard it. I wanted to do it. I would start doing it. And then it felt, it feels like you're breaking something. It feels, yes. Well, I still feel numb. Yeah. I, I, it's definitely feels numb still for me. It's not, I get, I have phantom pains. Let's do it. Oh yeah. No, see it's okay. So it's, I can feel like, uh, like nodules. Like I can feel like, uh, scar tissue underneath it. 100%. And it feels like so weird. Yeah, it feels numb still and like kind of like sensitive. Okay, but um, the other thing is she talks about like internal checking or like going in there to check things internally. And it's like, uh, that's another thing I think about often. Uh, I like to say I think about things often. This is, I've been listening to the podcasts that we've put out so far. And I say, I think about this often to so many things that I don't actually think about that often. The main catchphrase thing, mine is. Isn't it funny? And I'm like, I think about that often. Uh, what am I thinking about often? Uh, we don't. We don't think it's funny and we don't no. think about it often. <laughs> but often enough. Um, yeah. No, my God, no, it's terrible. It's like I don't think about everything often and I don't have epiphanies every time I speak. Um, but the the internal checking I thought was interesting because I think about – that makes me also feel a little bit more about like sexuality and being a woman and like uh, how – we don't explore our bodies. Well, getting comfortable with that again. Getting comfortable with it. That's what I'm saying. Like that, yes, yes. But even maybe not again. Like it's something that we're trained not to be okay with anyway. So it's like um, it feels weird to go in there because we're used to not being able to go in there and we're sort of thing. Maybe, maybe now after you're a mom, you feel like your body was just a machine. Even more so. And yes. now, yeah. And now your next intention is to make another one or that it was – it was that, and and that's the thing. Going back to, I am many people. Um, car, 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 compartmentalizing, compartmentalizing. Yeah, the two, right? Like 
it kind of, and, and I'm speaking for myself, it kind of almost has like a naughty um, um, connotation to it. Like it's almost like I shouldn't be doing that because now that's that's what this did. I did this thing, and and now is that um, is that weird? Can I still can I still enjoy those things? Right, right. But but even like to unsexual to, to go the opposite way and to unsexualize like it, like um, everything. To, well, but you but yes, but yes, but 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 I'm saying like that's important because we still should be able to 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 be able yeah. to feel sexually okay to explore ourselves. But I think that uh, in her point, what I'm thinking is she's saying like it's it's you know it feels weird to go up there and check because. Um, it's not something that's unsexualized in a sense of like, we should be able to touch ourselves and not feel weird about it. Period. Right. You know, from from like a young age and and I am not saying I'm free of that. I'm very much the opposite. I am not free of it. It's very like, uh, not, you know, it's hard to, to think that you can, but yeah, it's, it's like, it's not something we do enough. And I always think back, I always think about fried green tomatoes because damn, we all need that mirror and we all just need to look at our vaginas and be like, mm-hmm. look at, here you are. Oh, I love you. I didn't meet her until I was probably in my twenties. Yeah. I still, uh, I still haven't met mine. Tonight is the night. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Tonight is the night. Uh, oh my God, Bessie, thank you so much. Yeah. I love you. Thank um, you. It's so good to talk about that stuff too, because it's like, uh, we all laugh about that. Well, I shouldn't say we all laugh about it, but we laugh about like the peeing and the incontinence. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's such a real thing. And I don't even think, I mean, it's, I felt like I didn't even have it as much as other moms that I know that didn't have C-sections, like more so women that didn't have C-sections probably have it a little worse or a little more prevalent than others. I didn't even think that I was supposed to feel that way. Because I was like, well, I didn't have a natural birth, so right, I right, not right. feel like those restrictions. Right. Like, I can tell you, I peed about ten times more than I used to. Okay. Well, because to do with it. well, because it wasn't. It's it's not necessarily about the way they came out. It's about the fact that they were sitting on your fucking bladder for nine months. Like, <laughs> listen, that child was wasn't just like right. you know floating in mid air. They were like. Right you know, playing jungle gym on your ribs and, 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 you know, drums on your bladder. So, um, butter up a bump bum, man. Uh, spilling, spilling the wine, spilling the wine next. We've got stuff. Let's hear it. Hi there. Hitting the bottle ladies. Hi Steph. Happy new year to you both. Happy new year. And to all the incredible mamas out there. We did it. We made it through the holiday season. Hallelujah. Uh, <laughs> Hallelujah. Gosh, us moms are freaking unicorns. And yeah, we're tired and exhausted. But am, am I the only one that's really happy it's January? Because I am looking forward to moving forward and, um, and tackling the new year. Um, my name is Stephanie. Yeah. I am uh, actually, I'm Sarah's sister in law. Uh, so thank you for taking my call. Um, I have two little ones. I have a four year old uh, girl and a three and a half month year old mm-hmm. little guy. And Mama. I'm actually finishing out my maternity leave oh, and heading back to work so next hard. week. So 
I have to say thank you so much for this podcast because in the middle of maternity leave, it has been a godsend and I've loved listening to all these incredibly brave stories that have been shared. This story is not at all um, <laughs> as as incredible as the ones that I've heard over the past few weeks, but I just think it's silly and fun and gosh, I hope relatable. And um, it's, it's pertaining to this, you know, your postpartum body and all the things we go through. Um, so, so anyway, like I said, I'm on my maternity leave. I'm ending, it's finishing now, but, um, for those of us on maternity leave, you know, the six week mark is a big one because you are, um, at least for a vaginal birth, which I had six weeks usually marks when you are hopefully cleared to start to work out. Which, as I say that out loud, is insane because, first of all, I don't even like working out. But <laughs> this is what maternity leave does to you. It it kind of f's with your brain. And it's at so the time, so I was true. thinking, oh yeah, this is I'm gonna I'm gonna, you know, my first maternity leave was terrible. It was a dark hole. But the second time around, I'm gonna do it. And part of doing yeah. it and nailing it was I was gonna immediately reclaim my body and not only get an, a workout in, but like actually. It's not even about doing what I was doing before, which, by the way, was pretty much nothing. But in my mind, I thought I was going to become this, like, health fiend and, uh, you know, imagining my incredible body that, by the way, I've I've really never had. So (laughs) delusion is definitely part of this. But six-week mark, cleared to work out. By the way, anyone else feel that before those six weeks, like, you're actually really happy to have the excuse that you can't work out? Yes. Or is that me? Yes. Um, no. That's the anyway, point. Yes. so sure enough, Not I get cleared. You. Okay, this is it. No excuses. And again, this is all about the pressure we put on ourselves. I mean, we've just given birth to a human being, and and the fact that I'm putting pressure on myself to work out now that I'm thinking back is insane. Uh, yep. Um, but we do. So I'm cleared for six weeks. Mark. Um, this was in in like end of October ish, and uh, it was a beautiful fall day. And I had done, you know, mamas, because it's you have to. There's so much work to even get out the door to go work out, right? Like it's about timing and schedules. And mm-hmm. um, my husband is able to help out, so I yeah. pulled him in, and I had all the things success. set up so that he, he could was set up you know, for success. Kind of take Steve. the baton from me. <laughs> And so I was so time. proud that yeah, I got to that point. I mean, I was like kind of out of my mind. I, I even put on or somehow put on <laughs> leggings. Like the thing that I chose that decision to put on. I'm not, I'm not talking the comfy leggings. I'm talking like, this is the easiest part the, of my like, day. <laughs> yeah. stretchy, terrible yoga ones that are like elastic and terrible. Oh, so yeah. somehow I squeezed into to something that I had. And I put my sneakers on, pulled my hair back. Oh my God, I had I had the mojo. I did. I was feeling good. It was a beautiful fall day. I like I said, I left the children with my husband. I leave. I've got my even my air <laughs> my earbuds were were charged and ready to go again. She was listening to old things out the door. We all know what it takes. Oh my gosh, I step out the door. Oh my gosh, I feel like a million bucks. <laughs> I am alone. <laughs> I am free. <laughs> I can do whatever I want. I have, um, I, I, I've got the energy 
for some reason, I don't know where I came from, but here I am. I'm doing this. I'm walking. Okay, I'm going to start walking. Oh, wait, I'm feeling so good. It's such a nice day. Oh, I've got a little bit of a jog. A little bit of a jog. Oh, my goodness. I'm jogging uphill. I get to the top of the hill, and really the only reason I am able to do that is because I know that the rest <laughs> of the way is downhill. So I'm going downhill. I'm going downhill. I feel amazing because I'm going downhill, and I'm telling myself that I'm, 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 just this vision of health and I'm doing it. And this is the beginning, right? Because this time I'm going to get it back. I'm going to get it together. And I'm, I'm jogging to this trail. I've never even been to the trail. That shows you how much I work out. But people have told me about this trail. So I'm excited to see what this trail is all about. And I'm, I'm jogging and I'm going there and I'm feeling great. And I get there. I'm on the trail and I get about, you know, 20 feet onto this trail, which is gorgeous. And this is, this is what I'm telling myself, my new existence. And I step on this trail and suddenly I'm feeling wet. I'm feeling feeling really, really wet. Oh my God. I have peed my pants. Yeah. Completely drenched. Like as she's running, I was like, yes. And I stop. I love it. And I'm not quite sure how visibly wet it is, but it's not oh, God, great. The worst and it feeling, doesn't though. feel comfortable. And Especially if it's suddenly cold. all of the oh, mojo no. is gone. And I turn oh. around and I slowly walk back up the hill oh, and no. all the way home thinking, oh, no. really? Really? I walk in the door and my husband dares to say, Wow, that was fast. I almost threw a shoe at him. Seriously? Shut the fuck up. And I ran upstairs and I took a shower. (laughs) So, it was. I know it's silly, but. Oh my God. I think, you know, I'm not quite sure what necessarily the lesson is, but one is that, you know, your body can only do so much. Right. And you're again like I am definitely type A want to be in control and and what motherhood has taught me but yet I don't seem to get it I mean I keep relearning this is that it's out of your hands there's only so much you can do right as you can be as organized and buttoned up and have it together and planned as great as you can Mm -hmm. but ultimately you can't control it all Literally. Um, so uh, that that is where I'm at. Uh, I've changed my workouts. Uh, and I'm trying to practice, I love this yes. buzzword of the moment, self-love, yes. because I think it's important. So I'm now yep. trying to tell myself that even if I, you know, do two yes. downward dogs and a cat, a cat cow, cow. I'm, yes. I'm good for the day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so trying to uh, appreciate any time that I get and any attention that I can give to myself. But I know that, you know, like I said, it's a new year and I want to be kinder to myself, not only physically, but also mentally and tell myself that, you know what, you can only do so much. Thank you so much for listening to my story. I love you guys. Happy new year again. Bye all. Bye Steph. Love Love you so much. Uh, First of all, that story is so not silly in the sense of like 
I can't even imagine how many women are going like, yeah, that happened to me at the grocery store or that happened to me when I was, you know, walking the dog or whatever. Um, my oh sorry no go go no go 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 no go you're on a you're on a track I have a different track I had nothing oh okay um something that she said in the beginning was I was grateful that I couldn't work out when in those yeah oh yes 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 how good is that it's almost like Mm -hmm. feeling Mm -hmm. of quarantine or quarantining or, or staying home right like you are released from a lot of responsibilities yes Yes. when you're told you can't yeah it's Mm -hmm. giving you a reason like um not having to go into work and seeing that one person that you really don't want to see or like um throughout this quarantine like not having to get dressed and ready in the morning right or um like I can't I well I can't work out so going to work out or to, to 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 twist what you said, the freedom of not giving a fuck well, about that's where it. I'm going with like, it, yes, right? Yes, it's yes, like, yes. like we love excuses, yes. don't we? We love excuses. We love to, um, and not excuses for other people, but justifications. So we justify yeah, a I lot would of say what, justify, yeah. right? Like validation, validation, validation. Right, right. And, and and we yeah. excuse ourselves a lot, or we make up reasons why we can't do things, or whatever, when it, a lot of the times the basis of why we're not doing that certain thing is I just don't want to. Right. I right. don't want to. Mm-hmm. And if we want to talk about a little friends reference real quick, Bibi Buffet said one of my favorite things of all time when Joey and um, Ross were asking her if she wanted to help them move one day and she goes, I wish I could. I just don't want to. But I don't want to. I love it I love it yes it's so good I oh I wish I could I don't want to Mm -hmm. I just don't want to Mm -hmm. it's so good the next story is from a non-parent but it is specific to what we are talking about today and um, we are really excited to have a different perspective and something that's relevant to what we're talking about and uh, want to provide support to this conversation just as much as any other. So we are going to play this story from Natalie. Hey, Hitting the Bottle. Um, My story is a little different than others as I am not yet a mother, um, but my body has gone through many changes um, due to the fact that I had seven surgeries in the span of one year due to uh, Crohn's disease. And over that span, um, my body went through changes of going below 80 pounds. I think at my lowest, I was 78 pounds to being um, about 20 pounds over the heaviest I've ever been um, in my life. My body went through multiple changes as well as my um, entire stomach is now scarred. once I was healed and I was ready to, you know, move on with my life and move on to the next phase, accepting the body the way that it was and accepting the scars and, you know, being someone who's always been active my entire life to not having to be do any kind of physical exercise for two years, it just took a toll on me. It made me depressed. Um, I felt lost. I felt like I had a new body that I was just transported into and I felt like I didn't know myself anymore. Um, and it took me a long time to accept myself and be, even be able to look 
at my scars again. Um, I would turn my back to the, to the mirror. I would, you know, hide away from it. But it's um, over time, I started to just do small stuff here and there that I used to do in the past. I got back. Um, my sister actually got me back into dancing. She forced me to take a class with her. And that was kind of a changing point for me, learning, you know, being a dancer my entire life, moving my body again, expressing myself again in a different way with just not just my words, but with my body. It just kind of made me feel comfortable again, started to love myself again and feel comfortable again. And, you know, I'm back to my body that I feel comfortable in. I'm proud of my body. I'm proud of, you know, how powerful we are and the fact that you can go through something so bad um, you know, being in the ICU for a few weeks and you come out of it stronger than ever. And it's just amazing what our bodies can do and I'm proud of it. And it's gone to the point now where I get upset when every time I look in the mirror and my scars are fading, I want, I want them to be there now. I don't want them to go away. And I'm just so proud of it. And, you know, it just takes time and learning to love yourself is hard when you go through something so traumatic but it does happen just got to find something that you can feel passionate about again and get back into it and um you know everything comes back around i don't know maybe that's my sister by the way (laughs) if anybody i don't think we talked about that but that's my sister who has been through um more than anyone should go through but definitely more than any saint should go through I mean we literally grew up calling her sister Mary Natalie <laughs> she is she is a, a, a an actual a real life angel um I think anybody who knows her would know that about her she is incredible um she got a really a really uh a tough hand dealt to her and her grace throughout throughout all of it has been inspiring. Um, and you know what? She's she's right. Her body has changed a lot, and it's been a lot for her to find ways to. You know, I'm not I'm not speaking for her, but like just my perspective of being her sister and having those conversations. Like it's been a lot for her to find ways to make herself happy again. And I think that that is what we're talking about throughout, you know, this entire episode, we're talking about ways of, of coping and, and, um, and moving forward and what we can do going forward or what we're doing right now. I, I think what's, I think what's the most incredible thing is at the end where she says, you know, I, I, I almost am upset that my scars are fading because I, I want, them because I want to say like, I fucking did this. And that was resonating because, um, you know, we're talking about C-sections earlier and we're talking about, you know, birthing children and being cut open and all of that and like trying to eradicate them, which I, I'm not talking about like, let's get rid of this, let's get rid of the, uh, yeah. scar tissue and, and, and whatnot. I think yeah. that's great. But, um, but the, the, the ability to be proud of something that you've gone through, the ability to look at something on your body and go, wow. I mean, mentally or physically, but this is a physical situation where you're going, I've been through all the shit. And instead of looking at this and going, oh, fuck, I was through hell. You look at it and you go, oh, fuck, I was through hell. I went through yeah. it. I was through it. And I came out. 
And like that is uh, something that your sister is like a gift that she's just provided us all um, in telling her story. Wow. Just like thank you to all three of you women who literally just laid yourself out tonight and and um, share different stories. I mean, we can go on and on about like our experiences and we're ha- we're we are very happy to go on and on about mm-hmm. our experiences. But I think um, having having you guys come in and just giving us a little bit of a different perspective to kind of bounce off ideas off of or just kind of chat about and and um, normalize and, and regulate the conversation. You know, that's all we're trying to do. We keep saying that. That's all we're trying to do. So thank you. Thank you so much because you are being heard. You're being heard by us and by each other. Yeah. We're all here we're, and we're all in it together. I mean, I think, I think that, you know, the, the, the fact that your sister sent that, the fact that we have listeners who have not had children, but are listening and going, um, oh, I feel that too. It's not about, um, it's heavily about, <laughs> it's heavily about parenting. Yes. Um, because that's who we are and that's what we, you know, where we're coming from. But I think that these are, are conversations that are vulnerable enough to hit so many levels that people can listen to and relate to whether they have a child or not. And and of course there's going to be conversations that we have that are very specific to parenting because, you know, if you don't have a child and you haven't stepped on 85 Legos, you kind of don't get it. But, um, but when it comes to body image, it's not, it's not something that, you know, you become a mom and all, all of a sudden your body is hard to deal with. Like, uh, nope, unfortunately. Unfortunately, this isn't something that uh, that happened overnight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so tonight was a really good episode. I think that we feel really good about this conversation that we're having. And if you guys maybe want to send us some recommendations, I don't know, for – you know, we have a couple things coming up in the next few weeks, but maybe if you have some recommenda- recommendations about things that you want us to talk about, let's mm-hmm. let's talk about them. Let us know. And in the meantime. For fuck's sake, shake your beverages. Not your babies. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Time to hit the bottle there. Mm-hmm.